Welcome to the wild. My name is Laura Branning. And my name is Nate Gant. We decided to come together with our knowledge and perspective. And expertise. On life before, during, and after divorce. divorce. <sighs> I'm still tired from the previous episodes. If you've made it this far. That's a lot. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it is. And I feel I'm a little bit nervous today um, just because right before we started recording, Laura said to me, buckle up. And that makes me nervous for where she plans to take this one. Yeah, buddy. So (laughs) we'll have to get sound effects soon enough. Soon enough. That's going to be a good spot. So now if you're in the chronological order of things, you are on your own. You're living in your own place. Maybe you're living out of place with someone else. You've separated from your ex. Correct. So you've told the kids. You've told the kids. You've You've told told your your parents. parents. It's real. And now maybe you've gotten to a place and there's lots of other steps in between here. So we're not staying in perfect order. No. Well, and it's... It's not in the same order for everyone anyway. Absolutely not. So here you are after separation. Maybe you've gotten divorced. Wherever you're at, you're at a point in your life that you kind of want to move on. You want to move on from the separation. You want to move on from all of the messiness, the down, the hurt of the breakup from your ex. Right. And this is your new normal. Um, And there is nothing normal about it. No, it is. It's hard. And it's something you've been away from for a long time. Well, and I hate the expression. I'll be completely honest with it. Because you're still adjusting. You're in absolute transition. Oh, and that transition hopefully is short. (laughs) But it could be really, really long. I mean, it could... It's... When you, if you waited till you're ready, you might wait 18 months. Well, so, but here's the thing. Do you think you're in your new normal or do you think you're in transition still two years later after separation? Oh, I'm absolutely still transitioning because it's always something between kids, between, and me just changing as a person, you realize there's nothing stagnant about this. I mean, I asked a question I knew the answer to. Okay. I gotcha. So you're in this place, you're ready to move on. Like... Whatever that is, that's the spot. You're like, you I, you need something. You need a distraction. Distraction. I was going to say something good, but a distraction is definitely a better phrasing. I think you need a little bit of hope. You probably need a little bit of hope. Well, and there's a little bit of affirmation. You need something. It needs to be something different, a change. And that could be dating. Dating, meeting new people. It's the wild, baby. I'm serious when I say that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely wild. So here we are and you're in the wild. Mm-hmm. But how do you get to the wild? Like this could be your first like night out as a single person. I think you should tell this story. I think you got this covered. Oh, I'm so terrified. So few people know all of my stories. These are like circle of trust things. So you're not going to get all of it. When you finally have that moment of being out in, I don't know, public, where do you want me to go with this? 
Where, what are you looking for? I feel like you already know the answer to this too. <laughs> no, I think this is a great time for you to kind of share, like, are we going to talk about dating here? Are we going to talk about just your, fir- we're talking about your first night out. So let's say you organically meet somebody. Well, I'm in, so when I was first in that place of thinking, okay, there are other people here. Like I. Outside of the group you're with? Well, outside of like my marriage. Okay. Like there's somebody else to interact with, like to become even attracted to, bond with, whatever that may be. Mm. Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. So that brings us to a new segment of our show called Just the the Tips. tips. So if you're ready for Just the Tips, we're going to give it to you. (laughs) wow what were these tips are what dating and meeting someone is so there's a difference there is a difference meeting someone is having a drink coffee adult beverage whatever no food and it happens prior to a real date right this is to see if you want to just spend a long period of time with this person it's gauging the situation in real in the real world you could leave after 30 minutes if need be yep an hour and kind of ideally no like that's a good time to have a short meet unless it's a great one but still we can talk about that later but a date involves food a date involves food and it's definitely planned ahead of time yes and sometimes there's an activity whether it's to a movie a A sporting event a hike yeah something like that Exactly. So that's your just the tips. You're welcome. You'll thank me later. So now we're going to unpack that. Okay. Actually deciding that you're ready to meet someone. You're, tr- you're looking for the distraction. You're looking for the distraction. Let's, you're not ready. No, you're not in it- the emotional place. Well, you're not in the emotional place to date or to take on a relationship take on a relationship that's absolutely better verbiage so but you're ready to meet someone maybe have some fun maybe have a new experience because that's what the part of this season is all about in life is having new experiences well and i have a really close friend that calls it it practicing dating even you can be out there meet people Whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be something serious. People are going to be in different stages and emotional availability all the time. So we're kind of talking about that vetting process of where you're at too, because wherever you're at isn't wrong either. It's just better to find a good fit. Sure, sure. What you don't want to end up is someone who's ready for a relationship and for some reason they believe you are when you're not. Yeah, or you find somebody else that you're ready for a relationship oh, and they are not. That one stinks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it can stink. It does stink. Okay. I think you're I, accurate to say that. I'm, yeah, it depends on who, on which person it dawns on. Is it the person that's not ready yet and it dawns on them? Because that sucks. But. I don't think it dawns on them. <sighs> Not as early, because once you've been out in the wild... It's true. You can spot that a little bit more. Sure. Once you've been out in it for... You gotta you gotta have a little bit of seasoning under your belt. A little bit of experience there, for sure. Mm-hmm. You can be aware that you're in the wild. I was very much aware that I was 
in the wild. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew that I was done with, you know, my house was so clean. It had never been that clean in all of my child raising years, child rearing. Wow, I don't know really how that works. Well, it's like the COVID testing, testing in the rear. (laughs) That's not how they test for it, but so I've heard. All my tests come back negative. (laughs) That's good. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. When you're going out for those first interactions with people, it's just important to realize that they could be in a different emotional place. You're not aware of that. So these are literally the flash in the pan. This is why being a dumpster fire is very accurate. Yeah, because it gets that spark going and then you go ablaze. And well, and you're pretty contained. You know, I'm sure dumpster fires have... They bump into other dumpsters once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. But they can contaminate their environment. Yeah. So, and there's no underlying anything there. <laughs> now there is. At the moment. <laughs> so, going to go meet someone, people don't always, I don't know, use their best pictures if they're doing online oh, dating. Oh my gosh. We're going to go there. Well, just barely. We're just going to skim the surface on it because we're talking about meeting people. I will tell you, I've gone, been on a dating app and looked at pictures of someone that I just had saw three days ago. And like you didn't date that person. Didn't you just have to per- see them in just, real, just real life. Just have to see them like at the grocery store or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, they don't look anything like their pictures. The pictures they posted. So... Just a little side note, use current pictures because they're going to see you anyway. That's the goal. That is the whole point of the meet to gauge the chemistry just to meet someone new. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. You're enjoying time, meeting someone new. That is it. And don't judge this time in the beginning harshly based on a success rate. Like, well, that that meet wasn't fun. So now I'm just wasting my time and get angry and bitter got to learn to just kind of enjoy it and get what you can out of it and be quick to move on if it's not right. Yeah. And be present with that. It is not a rejection if you're meeting someone and then it just doesn't pan out. Different isn't wrong. No, not at all. Not at all. And you got to be okay. And sometimes you don't even realize it. You in the moment, you're like, yeah, I go on a real date with them. And then you forget to text them back. Well, and maybe or, it's or that they d- don't. Then a day goes by, two days goes by, and it's just like, oh, that they were okay, but I guess it wasn't. They weren't that. It, it wasn't someone that I was really wanting to bring into my life right. and get to know more. But it's fair to forgive yourself to just move on. It does. It means that that person that you met and had a great time with isn't the one who you want to have as your partner. And correct. That's the serious side. That's that's the great things about it. I think, too, how many, is there ever been times, Laura, where you feel like, well, that went really smooth, and I bet you that guy really thought that was a really good first meeting and that I would want to go out with him again, but you didn't? Well, that's part of my struggle with dating, is that I am a salesperson. I sell myself. So usually, when I go out with someone, they have a great time. Like, and that sounds super (laughs) conceited of me. Uh, Really? Huh? Really conceited. You say the same thing, though. It's true. Yeah. I've been a real estate agent for a really long time. 
you know, meeting people is a big part of my job. Yeah. So that's why for me, it was very easy to make that transition. It was like work. It was easy to make that transition to meet someone. Oh, I could set up a coffee date. No problem. They're not dates. They're meets. Right. Sorry. Coffee meet. Coffee is definitely not date a date. No. But if that's all the time that you have, sometimes sure. it is once you're... In the cycle. In the actual process of... In the cycle. Now, the clinical term, you know, once you're in the cycle. In the cycle of... <laughs> dating. Terror. Um, <laughs> no, so that's very easy. I've left a few different times with a woman and been like, oh, I bet you she thinks that went really well. Yeah. But I think, honestly, it's the goal. The point is to meet someone... Have them enjoy the time too. You're trying to gauge if you want to meet and see your this level person of again. interest. Yeah. You're trying to gauge your level of interest. And you learn to do that. That becomes more important over time. Your level of interest versus theirs. When you first enter the wild, it really only matters their level of interest at that point. Because mm -hmm. you, you're looking for validation. Yeah, absolutely. That someone would still like me. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you're out with this battered and bruised ego so it's difficult but even when you do meet someone to enjoy their company to learn about them but not have it be the interview right that gets redundant and exhausting and that's where people get burned out on dating yeah do you even talk about work sometimes i'll bring it up if that's something about me depending on the day if that's really influenced where I am at that very moment. I don't have any, I like, I don't talk about work. I mean, I if try I'm not meet, to, but yeah, to me, that's like the, one of the lower levels of conversation. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about what I just had my day about. You don't want to hear about it. Trust me. Right. Cause if I get into shop talk, it's done. Yeah. It's over. But I'll talk about like something that happened during my day, but not get into the current market value of someone's home. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> now you've become a client. All bets are off the table in my world. Yeah, you don't want. To, I don't want to talk about GCI and NOI and cap rates. I'm so, I just took a nap. What? Exactly. So. Right. Just meeting someone, and that is fair to not lead someone on. You're better off giving someone a no. So maybe somebody's interested more in you, and you're just not sure about it. Especially for the ladies, if if you're asked on a date, so at this point, let's assume it went well, my response to that would be before we're even done with this meet to ask, hey, you want to get together again and go on a real date is literally how I say it. Yeah. Like it's up front. It's I'm one, I'm saying it's a date. Two, I'm asking, I'm trying to gauge their interest. And so I've made it known. Yes, I'm interested in seeing you again. Right. Well, and that is okay to say no. It's better to say no right then than lead this guy on and give him a slow maybe. Oh, the slow maybes is the longest no ever. Even if you're really terrified to reject someone in person and you say, you know what, let me look at my calendar, I'll follow up with you. But you have to actually do that. And this is a great time to take it a step further to say, this is a time where you, you're starting to set those boundaries too, where maybe you haven't done, a lot of people haven't done that in their marriages. They didn't have good boundaries with certain things. So this is something to learn about yourself since there's so many people that have a problem with boundaries. 
say no. Maybe that's something you, you learn to do. If you're not interested in taking it another step with them, say no. Yeah, and you absolutely can do that. That's why you meet. If you're meeting someone in a public place, go for coffee. You can go for a small walk, whatever that may be, whether it's in a park, on a trail, whatever, but you're in, in the public. public. In public, yeah. ladies. In public. And you don't have to let them know where your car is parked. No. It doesn't have to walk you back to your car. You can say goodbye from the Starbucks door. Yep. Yep. And park around the corner if you need to. Done yeah. that. Yep. Before you meet somebody, you should Google them. <laughs> I don't go that far. You don't go that far? No, I'm not. a. I would rather meet someone at their face value. You're the woman that says that you're better than the CIA when it comes to finding out information about people. I am. So you're telling me you wouldn't Google someone before meeting them for the first time? I don't want to put that much effort into it at that point. When I am going to research someone, I'm invested. Wow. Wow. Yep. Fair warning to everyone. <laughs> I was too much of a maniacal laugh. <laughs> I think I've only... I'm, not, I'm just thinking back. Like When it comes to like going on dates with people I've never met, there's not, there's not a ton. Most people, I at least have a good idea of who they are. Either from social media or from... I've probably met them before. Right. So I have a reference point to trust them with. So I don't have to worry about for fear for my safety from, from going out with a woman. Well, so that brings up a topic for me. When I first wanted to have that distraction from my current situation, I didn't want to date anybody I knew. Interesting. Like I needed to have that completely separate. I needed to feel like I wasn't going to just run into this person because I knew I was a dumpster fire. Mm. I was a wreck. So you were looking for Northsiders. No, stop it. So to clarify, you may have different portions or areas in your town. And I'm clearly not on the north side in this particular situation. That being said, it, that part didn't matter. I didn't want people in my circle. In your circle of trust or in your circle of friends? Circle of friends. Okay. The people that I saw at school for elementary school pickup, mm -hmm. for, you know, at the gym. I did not want to have my worlds collide. Okay. That was where I was. I needed to explore this new venture into the wild and feel like I wasn't being judged. Sure. And now that you say that, in the very beginning, when I first entered the wild, I absolutely went. Did not, would not have went on, went out with someone that I already knew at that point in the very, very beginning. That's why I went out with you. Yep. <laughs> but you knew of me. We didn't know each right. other. Right. So it was, it was familiar enough and it was safe. I knew you couldn't. You know, my fingerprints were on file with I, the state. Yeah, that was a line I used, actually. My fingerprints are on file with the state. So I knew that she didn't have any felonies or, you know. So now the world knows I don't. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're felony free. So. so that's part of your vetting process. I think it's an important one for a lot of women. It is. 
And I could take this down a different path with you, but I'll let that go. That'd because... be great. <laughs> We're going to save that one for later. Little nugget. So that'll be a teaser for later. You'll enjoy that one. So my first interaction in the wild was really hanging out with some friends and going out for drinks. Okay. And it was very eye-opening. I didn't quite understand. I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Sure, but here you're just, you've went out with friends before. How different could it be than when you were married? Well, and it was like you would walk into a place and you would notice people. I noticed more people. Sure. That there's no two ways about it. Are you calling them people or targets at this point? There's still people. It was like I could see, I could tell if another girl was single, That what it seemed like. I was like getting these indicating factors. Like suddenly from a black and white world, I was starting to see some color. Wow, you make it sound like it was horrible, but uh, it's you're starting to notice what's going on outside of the little group you're with is really what happens. Because I think when yeah. a lot of times when you're married, and even if you go out with other friends, you only notice your group that you're with. Right. So noticing other people at all just was eye-opening. Like I didn't, you know, if somebody was going to buy me a drink... That could happen. Sure, buy me a drink. What does that mean? I don't know. Do I have to know? Can't I just have a drink? That was very... And I did, so that was great. Yeah, that was... Not a big yeah. deal. It's cheaper it, for women to go to bars than it is for men. Right. I'm just making a comment that it's more affordable for women to go to bars than it is for men to. Well, it's very affordable for me to go out. So... But my first actual meeting... The first time I had agreed with someone else to meet them and interact with them like that. It was a dinner, but so rookie move, huh? That's a rookie move to full time agreeing to go to dinner for a first meet. I was a rookie. The no one. Of I didn't all. have a podcast to listen to with all of this amazing information. Gentlemen, this could have saved you hundreds of dollars right here. Well, but here's the thing on that first date. I was told that this person had a policy. Which I will say this, we will you'll all develop your own policies about different things. And at this point, by him telling me there was a policy that he split the bill on the first date didn't necessarily sit well with me. I was fine. I'd have paid for the whole thing myself. But the whole point was to meet someone and now I'm being told Here's the rules. Here are the rules. And I am was in a place being brand new into the wild. I didn't want to hear any rules. I wasn't ready to live by somebody else's rules. Sure. So anyway, that first meet, you know, sushi, a couple drinks. Then um, actually we went go-kart racing. Wow. I mean, it was a full date. That's a full date. That's too much for a first date, for a first meet. What did I know? That's too much. I'm saying for the guy. Oh, it absolutely is. Because I had a great time. He had a great time. I had a great time. But then we even went on a date after that. An actual date. Okay. And... What was that like? Because the meat sounds like it was a hell of a time. It was another great time. This guy is setting the standard far too high. Right. Which I thought, okay, I was very fun. I was new. Not necessarily jaded. I wasn't bringing that previous relationship at that time that I felt... Um, I wasn't so guarded. 
I didn't know. Maybe I was going to be the exception to the rule and meet my next husband on my very first date. Cha-ching. It did not happen. No. Another spoiler alert. And he told me that I was too new, too fresh from my separation for him to date me. That I wasn't ready to date. He was ready to date me. But he knew I wasn't ready to be dated. And he was right. He did me a favor. He did himself a favor. He did himself a favor. That's true. Oh, yeah. I was totally fine. And another date probably the next day. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I was fresh meat into the dating world. (laughs) Zero days on market. Zero days on market. So the way that I had done my first meet was on a dating app. And it was one that you could message anyone. I'm not going to say the name of the dating app at this point. Because they're not a sponsor and we don't want to talk poorly about them in case they'll give us money. Right. You message someone without connecting with them, without matching, whatever. And I had no idea what to expect. Zero idea. I create this profile. I think my description on it was that I could fold a fitted sheet. And I also said that I was funny. That was my headline. You know, and what's funny here to look at is that a lot of times that can be overwhelming for women and men do not have the same experience in online dating. Men, when they get on online dating, do not have the frequency of, of women reaching out that women do. Right. So here's the thing. I create this profile and I'm thinking, I don't even know what happens next. I don't understand... You don't understand there is a next step. They could be you just put the profile up and watch. Right. I don't know if they, if they, if men are going to reach out to me. I don't know if I talk to them. I have zero idea. I'm not being coached by a friend. I mean, this was a very odd place to be. Everybody finds a friend to coach them. They do. And I took some tips. Rumor has it that women just all gather, drink wine and create a profile for their friend one night. Not always. But many times. Many times. Oh, I absolutely have done that. Or if you restart a profile, whatever. But so here I was with this profile. I think I'd had, you know, a long hot bath before whatever because I didn't have kids and my house was super clean and maybe dating was the next step for me. So I wake up the next morning to 60 unread messages. And mind you, I had already you know, had conversations that night before because I didn't I didn't think anybody we'd be up in the middle of the night on a dating app. Nothing else to do. Little did I know. <laughs> yeah. You thought you were unique. No, I had no idea what to expect. Sure. I didn't expect. Well, my only expectation, honestly, that I wasn't going to get any interaction because I already was in such a damaged place. I felt unloved, unlikable. And that I was never going to, I was going to die alone. I'd already written the ending. Well, at least it was a romantic comedy. It's just a comedy. Just a comedy. Just a comedy. (laughs) So that was my first meet. Like that had this date. That was fine. And then you got shut down before it really got off the ground. But it was two incredible dates. Right, but I think I even had a date in between there with someone else. Ooh, so you were the serial d- dater. I was not a serial dater. I had no idea what I was doing. 
You're just out there seeing what happens. I was meeting people. In the wild. I was meeting people. And I think that was something that now, looking at online profiles, if someone says, I'm just here to meet people, believe them. Like, don't put your stock in future think that that person is just ready for a relationship. It could happen. But if they're just saying they're going to meet, take it at face value. Yeah, I had developed a little saying for myself after I got divorced. And that was that you should enjoy people and things and moments for what they are, not for what they could be. That sounds so smart. It sounds like it was advice you were given. Really? Yeah, from me. (laughs) That's not how I remember that. (laughs) Probably not. I don't think it was worded that way. That sounds exactly like I talk. Now we're fighting. Well... But I'm right. I feel like I developed that. I think you did, too. <laughs> I feel belittled. A little I feel bit. like you're just shutting me down. Just be like, move on. <laughs> That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a very good place to be. It is. Nonetheless, wherever that came from, <laughs> me. It's a really great headspace to be in. Because you aren't ready. You think you are. You think you've emotionally detached from your relationship and you've moved on, but give yourself grace and credit for just making it to that meeting. That meeting. Yeah. yeah. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. So was he a serial dater? Do you think? I had no idea what that meant at that time. But think about this, this guy you go, you meet or you go and then you go on a real date with. Takes you out to two crazy good dates. I didn't know they were crazy good. Yeah, those are good. I know that now. Yeah. That set a standard for me. Okay. What is... Do you, do you think he was a serial dater? I really or don't think that he was. No, he okay. wasn't a professional dater. It doesn't sound like it. If you start off that hot on a, on a just meet, you're not a professional. You're a rookie yourself. He was not a rookie. Okay. I won't try to be any more demeaning to him. Well, that's fine. But the fact was that he was ready to date. That's what that showed me. So in that first dinner, and we split the bill, and then he basically asked me on a date. Like, asked me to go to the go-kart racing. Oh, yeah. So he did the two-in-one. Right. That's a way of just extending out the date longer to keep it going and to try to keep their attention. Right, but that's kind of master level class, so don't worry about that at this point. Yes, if you can get to that five, six. Because I won't say that we also went out for drinks after. Oh. I was spoiled my first meet. He did, yeah. He played his cards well. Mm -hmm. Played his cards well. I had no idea. So that sounds like it was a pretty good one. Why don't you give us one that wasn't quite so smooth? What's the worst real date you've went on? Worst real date or worst, worst re- real meet? Whichever one you'd prefer to well, say. Well, there's one that happens to stick out in my mind. And okay. I was fairly new still. So this was in that same time period. And we're just going to meet for coffee. I mm-hmm. knew that enough. I kind of had a little bit of friend coaching mm-hmm. that just meet for coffee. Maybe not at the coffee place right next to your house. Mm-hmm. Enough space. Like I was such a protective mom that I didn't want anybody to come over anyway. That was out of the realm of possibility. Nobody was coming into my house. I was worried that someone would drive past my house and see my kids. Like there were so many things and levels of privacy that I wanted to keep. 
Sure. So that was extremely important to me. So meeting for a coffee date and this guy seemed very interested, was very anxious to meet me. We just messaged on the app. Okay. He did not look like his pictures. Wow. I, not to say that I was catfished, but I felt like it. That was the first interaction I had that was catfished. Would you just tell people what that means? So catfished is where you think you're going to meet someone else. Like they could have a transformation physically, whether there's drastic hairstyle changes. Um, You know, sometimes we use pictures from a while ago when we were a lot more fit. Okay. I just think I want our listeners to know what a catfish is. Right. So if you happen to have put on 20 pounds in the winter, use those current pictures. They're going to see who you are. It's great to see who you have been. Or Or who you could be. You could be. But you're not that at this moment. Right. You can you can include that, but the majority should be what you currently are. Absolutely. So a close-up is a great picture, but if those happen to be the only pictures or seem like they're a little bit aged... Some of us are able to tell. Yeah. So it's a good thing to just keep things current. Facts are facts. You are as tall as you are, have so many kids, whatever. You don't have to give that information, the kids information too quickly. That's up to you, whatever you're comfortable with. You know, I have three kids. If that's a deal breaker for a guy, which... I think it goes more for guys that it's a deal breaker than for girls. Like if a guy has three kids. That's interesting. I've had this conversation with my buddies before where especially one of them says he will not date a woman if they have more than one kid. I remember us talking and being like, dude, don't you. What about you having two kids yourself? Right. (laughs) It's like, well, don't you think they feel the same way about us? And so that's been our assumption that we came to is that women felt women felt the same way. They have a number that's acceptable, whether that be zero, one, or two. Or more. Yeah. I have three. And three baby mamas. What if I, that was said? Right. And I get that question that's a lot. That's a lot of drama, by the way. A lot of drama, baby mama. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I get that asked quite often. Well, quite often. Like that was one of the questions I was asked when I was first in the wild. Oh, are they all the same dad? They happen to be. Yeah. I was married for almost 16 years. Whoa. That's a long relationship. And sometimes I feel like people say it in a demeaning way. Like, oh my gosh. You couldn't make that work. (laughs) I don't really know how to take that. I'm going to ask next time. Like, what the hell? What do you mean by that? Be prepared. They'll stutter. It would be fantastic. Maybe you could go live with it, too. Yeah. That's funny. I played a game once that was kind of where we'd, like, tag each other when we were on dates. Me and my friends. It was very immature. We had a dating tag game almost. You had to try to find them throughout the city. That's hysterical. And take a picture with them. But it keeps it fun. That's it. It keeps it fun. Women sometimes freak out over it. That's how you knew if they can handle that, they're out. It's a crazy tester. Yep. Yep. There's a good crazy tester. And that goes for men and women. Sure. That's women are not just the only crazies. I'm not. So we're getting back to that was your worst. You got somebody showed up to your meet and they looked nothing like their pictures. Yeah. And he was very excited to meet me again. Ooh, how'd said, that go? Well, thank you. And I had another good friend that was giving me advice. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, why don't you want to meet him? I'm like, ah, oh, there just was not the spark. And he's like, that's what you say. Like, ju- 
honestly, because it's the truth. So that kind of became my gauge. If there was, if that was not the spark that I was looking for, then I just moved on. Yeah. And I was also in such a place that being new into the wild, you're really looking for that chemistry. You're looking for that heat when you don't understand that maybe compatibility is a little bit more important. Yeah, I think you have to have both. You have to have the chemistry and the compatibility. And there'll be a whole episode, I'm sure, on that talk. Well, and that also, when you're looking at that chemistry, sometimes you can look over red flags. Um, sometimes? Every time. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Chemistry is hard to find. It's different when you're first in the wild because you just want someone to accept you so much. You think everything's chemistry. Yeah. I mean, they actually said hello right. and touched we have your chemistry. hand. And you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she wants me (laughs) but that's just because you've come out of this time in life where you felt so rejected and so hurt that you're just a little glimmer of anything it's the same for women though that was my thing waking up to 60 unread messages and i say the unread because i probably had you know there were like highs that you could do on this one so i would just open it up and say hi back because that seemed nice. Right. I was top manners, so... Yeah, but you don't have to be super nice in online dating. I didn't know that. Yeah. Boundaries are okay. Yeah, and I think that's saying that, you know, reinforcing the fact that you get to choose. You don't just have to be nice. So kind of to recap with that, realizing that chemistry and compatibility are very different. Chemistry is really fun and exciting and sexy and fantastic like it is intoxicating yep that's when the lights come on right and that's what you really are looking for when you're first out into the wild you notice it more you notice it's the only thing you can notice it's the only thing that will grab your attention it's the only i think you're only equipped for that at that point sure and compatibility is actually getting pen to paper to see if that is a relationship that will work work out if it pencils out because uh, that's finding out your value. Are, are your values the same? Right. Um, how how all those day to day tasks of taking out the trash to to how you run your life to what to what you love and adore. What's important. What's not. Right. And that's hard to gauge on the very first meeting. You You're can't. not expected to do that. No. You're just seeing if you like to be around the person. Maybe you don't like the way they smell. Could be a cologne. Maybe it's their yeah, your your pheromones. Pheromones. Maybe it's just them as a person that you don't like the way they smell. You can also just not like their energy that they bring into the room. Yes. Yes. And that is enough. Yeah. I, there's and there's plenty of people that the more time you spend time with them, you just realize this just doesn't work. Yeah. Because um, I've went. I remember going on a date with with a woman that was fantastic. Had like checked the boxes. Like, yeah, this works, this works, this works. I just couldn't ever come to a place to to where I knew that, yeah, this is a person I want to go out with again. It's like I had to keep checking in to see, do I really want to go out with her again? Yeah. And so you just know the chemistry's not there. The chemistry's not there, even though they check all the boxes, but it's trusting your gut. Yeah, and that's something that you've probably in a lot of ways doubted over the course of your separation. I didn't even know what my gut was at this point. Like I was so 
not even numb, but I was just removed from all of it. And you come out of practice with it. One, because you learn, I think, too, when you're in that long relationship, you learn to bounce everything off of that other person or check in with them to see what their thoughts were. Yeah, you're checking your gut with someone. Right. Am I crazy? Eh, who knows? But in this particular instance, now you're having to do that on your own. Yeah. Like, this is your gut. You make the call. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, you have to take care of yourself. That's why I didn't want to date anybody in any of my social circles. Like, I didn't even want to meet anyone because I knew, again, that I was such a dumpster fire because I was not even sure what my gut was. I didn't know what my deal breakers were. I even had somebody finally walk me through that. Mm. Like, of realizing, oh, I can't date someone who smokes. Sure. It just is what it is. If they're going to quit before, great. It's just not for me. You don't think there's like an exception to the rule out there? I thought there was. I've tried that. Didn't work. It's be- That's why they're deal breaker. And that only comes with time and experience. Yeah. Because nobody can be like, and here are my deal breakers. That doesn't mean they're going to work for you. Yeah. But creating those deal breakers was something I wasn't going to deal with at all. But then I had to get to a place where I've had to write down like actually what I want. Because in the moment, if I have that chemistry, I just forget about those deal breakers. Like, meh. Whatever. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal on the deal breakers. That's what you say to yeah. yourself. You're just like, well, no, it, no, that's not true. I, you know, let's really find out. Let's invest some more time and really find out. Yeah. I was being unfair to this person when you're only being fair to yourself. Yeah. Right. So trusting your gut, being okay to end a relationship if you're just not feeling it. I, and this isn't a chemistry thing. This comes down to compatibility as well. Mm-hmm. If your values aren't the same, do yourself a favor and shut that down faster. And well, it's it's going to hurt and it's going to suck either way. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to do them a favor too because maybe they think it's fantastic. Yeah. And they think things are going well when in reality you're just not in it. Yeah. You're not. And you can't ever be in it is, is going to be the issue. You will always be saying, but... Yeah. And you don't want to get stuck with the butt. Well, it's the the regret. Sure. So, yeah, that was my first meet. Let's the talk about stuff. yours. My first meet? Well, it's just because I let you do your worst. Do you mind if we cover my... Worst? My worst first. Yes. Okay, so this was not my first, because we all know my first meet was with Laura. <laughs> this is my, my worst. So we've been kind of... We matched on a... On, a, on an online dating site. You and this Warren. worst one. Yep, this is the worst. And we're going back and forth. Wait, can I pop some popcorn real quick? Because this is so fun. Go yeah, ahead, I've, proceed. I don't, I've never told you this in person, I don't believe. So nope. you'll enjoy it. Uh, we're going back and forth. Turns out we have a mutual friend. And the, these mutual friends are married. They're phenomenal. Awesome people. Super fun. You gotta love them. They throw some crazy cool parties. Okay. And I'm setting that up for later. We'll circle back. So um, we agree very quickly. So this doesn't happen very often. And this should be a red flag to you if you're setting a first meet. And the person agrees to meet extremely quickly. Or if they offer to. A I don't of, think that can be horrible. Well, after messaging for like maybe three or four exchanges. Oh. I mean, I'm not talking about, oh, we exchanged for several times. It was great. And she agreed to meet me. Like, it was very quickly. For some reason, we both agreed to meet. 
You both agreed to meet. She didn't offer you. I think, oh, I did. I was hanging out with my friends at the casino, my, all my married friends, and I was done. I was like, I just need to get out of here. So I asked her, do you want to go? You want to get together? She said, sure. As soon as this thing I'm at is done, let's get together. Well, where are you at? How do you not know when it's going to be over? She was at a wedding downtown. I said, great, let's meet at this bar. And my friend's mom owned the bar. So she agreed to meet me. I show up and she's sitting there. She's exactly as her pictures looked. And, but I can tell she's had a few drinks. So we sit down, we talk. And it turns out that she's pretty drunk. And she says to me, oh my God, when she looks down at her phone, all of my friends I was at the wedding with are walking over here. <gasps> no, okay. <laughs> <What's>, do, <laughs> okay, go. And yes. I say to her. This is amazing. I say to her, don't worry, I can handle anything. Because she's pretty interesting. She seems cool. We have a mutual friend. You've um, talked to her a couple of times. Well, now I'm sitting with her and I've been with her at, we've been now sitting together for 15 minutes. Okay. We've been talking for 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. So now, right before her friends walk in the door, my friend walks in the door. Was this a tag? No, this is not a tag game. Uh-oh. This is just Maybe a, this is why it should have been invented. So this is why it was invented. So Excellent. he walks in, good friend of mine. I talk to him. And he's like, hey, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I'm actually here on a date with this woman. And he just sits down. So that <gasps> with you? He, no, he sits down at a table oh, right okay. by the door okay. so that he could watch the whole thing play out. I was like, you really want to sit there? And he's like, absolutely. I want to see what happens on Nate's dates, right? Yep. Next step in the process, her friends walk in. And they don't come through the door and say, hi, like, this is a really nice restaurant, a really nice bar and really quiet. They hit the front door and they go, what the beep? (laughs) Everybody in the bar turns and looks. So they sit down and they start, her friends, her and I are all sitting down and they start asking me super inappropriate questions. I mean, my dating life. Leveling up. Like, you got thrown to the wolves. And I handled it well. I'm sure you did. And I just kind of doubt. She starts freaking out. And she's like, you cannot ask him that. It's like, no, no, no. Let me just handle this. I got it. (laughs) I'd be the same. And so I answered the question in a very politically polite manner. So it goes on. It's going back and forth. Things start to escalate. Everyone has a drink. All of a sudden. Hold on. Let's paint the How many people are in this group that came in the door? There's there was two, a husband and wife. That's it. So there's Did those I miss two. that earlier? Well, if I if I didn't mention it, I'm sorry. Okay. Please remember my friend is sitting at the door with his wife watching. All of this go down. All the people walk in. He's watching all of this happen. Because now it's starting to escalate. They're getting louder and louder because they've been at this wedding and they're drunk. And now they're having more to drink. Well, and you're basically on a double date now. Now we're on a double date in a quiet restaurant with forty some other people. So, as it continues on, the woman I'm with and the couple begin arguing. Because they're like, we need to get out of here. It's time to go home. You're coming with us. And she says, no, I'm having fun. I'm staying with Nate. And they go back and forth. And the exchange becomes more and more heated. And you didn't step in and say... I just said, hey, guys. Because <laughs> there's, as a man, there's nothing good I can 
nothing I can do and not look like a bad human being or a bad person. And okay. I knew that. So I said, guys, why don't I go to the, I'm going to excuse myself, go to the restroom. You guys figure it out and I'll be back. So I go to the restroom. Great way to handle it. Walk back out after a few minutes and they're gone. And I look at the guy who's sitting at the bar who had his back to us. And he said, hey, were you sitting with the young lady behind us on a date? And I said, yes. Yeah, I was. Do you know what happened? He said, they left. And then he starts clapping. And then all the other people in the bar also start clapping. And I'm just standing there because that's how annoying they'd gotten while I was in the bathroom. And that's how loud and obnoxious they'd been. Oh, my goodness. So I walk back out, kind of breeze off. I go and talk to my buddy. He gives me the recap of what happened. Mm-hmm. Gives me the play-by-play. And I was like, once I went to the bathroom, what happened? He said, oh. Yeah, do and tell. then what happened is then they really got into it after you went into the bathroom. And they took her by the hand and they stormed out all together. Oh, Wow. So the next thing that happens is the server walks up and she says to me, I remember this is my friend's mom's bar. Yes. She said, Do you, are you ready for your tab? And I said, yeah, I'm ready to get out of here. So then she said, are you going to pay for the young lady you were sitting with? And I said, she didn't pay? No, she didn't pay. Yeah, I'll cover her. What about her friends? Are you going to pay for her friends too? Oh, no. So they stuck me with the tab, right? And it wasn't terrible. It was like $40 or something. So fast forward. Remember I told you that we had this mutual friend. I never heard from her again. Okay. I reached out to her a couple of times and texted her. A couple of times? Well, just like random, like, because now I'm like, anyways, I did. I shouldn't have. Okay, it is. But she blocked me. She had blocked me and deleted deleted the dating app as well. So now we're at my friend's, our mutual friend's party. So these are kind of red flags. Oh, absolutely. I moved on from this point. Right, but it's still... So Absolutely. You, if you're not looking for them now, you should you should see them. The, yeah. Okay. Time I, passes. You I, go. I'm to at party. the mutual friends party. I'm telling another friend of mine at the party this entire story. Do you, I, okay. So pause. Do you re, do you remember at that point that you have this party person as the mutual friend with that girl? Oh yes, and that's why I'm telling the okay. story to this to this other guy there mm-hmm. and he's all into the story and I'm just finishing the story I'm all into the story I'm just finishing the story and he, I was like yeah the bill is like 40 bucks he's like oh my gosh if you ever see her again she owes you a hundred dollars I was like why a hundred dollars he's like interest tax and emotional pain ha 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 mm-hmm. we're laughing all of a sudden I kid you not I get a touch on the elbow And this woman says, oh, hey, Nate, I don't know if you remember me. We went to a bar together and we had some drinks and my friend showed up. Mm -hmm. The guy I'm standing next to and had just finished the story looks at me, looks at her and his eyes are just as wide as saucers. And he pointed at her and said, you owe this man a hundred dollars. Yeah. And like, then, that's a movie moment for him. Oh, it was a scene straight from a movie. She literally didn't say another word, just walked away down the stairs, and that was it. We didn't talk to her the rest of the time at the party. Do you know she was at the party then? She was the one... She was at the party. She came and... But she didn't, like, leave the party. I don't know that she left, but we didn't... We didn't you she didn't, didn't talk her, to me after... Nope. Nothing. It's like she just kind of disappeared, like, this is the awkwardest <laughs> moment of all time. <laughs> 
So that's, that's my worst meat. Fantastic. But it's pure gold. So that $40 I spent was well worth it. Because I've told this story a million times. So that's my worst. How had I not heard that story? I tried to tell it to you via text. It just didn't work. You said it oh. wasn't funny. So. <laughs> that sounds like me. So. That's Anyways, funny. my first. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> my first meet was Laura. <laughs> and we're going to tell this from my side because it's my story. I'm just going to ask questions about it. And I'll tell it my own way. You will. So Laura and I, we matched up on a dating app. And then we met up for, if I remember right, I broke. See, I was fresh. I was fresh because it was my first. So I didn't know all the rules. So we met up for, that's why we're trying to help all of you. So we met up for, and we had tacos. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure your dating profile said how much you love tacos. It was something about tacos. Um, it said... Oh, that's what it was. It was that I'm just here to match and not ever talk. But if we do talk, let's just send a few messages and ghost each other. Yeah. I really like tacos and I'm 5'5". Five five. So anyways. It was funny. Super funny. And we match. We go on this. The look she's throwing right now. Um, <laughs> the uh, We meet. At this place and have tacos. And in true... Here's the funny thing. I'm so fresh. I don't really even know how to act on this part. Like if it was a business meeting, which is what I compared it to initially, I would have just been like, yeah, get whatever you want. And it's great. I'm buying. In this particular instant, I didn't really know what to do. So I just kind of did my default. Then there was a little bit of awkwardness coming from you. And so I said, we'll just take... One or two of everything. There was awkwardness coming from me. I'd like to hear about that. I would... I don't remember things well. So, this is that part where I'm just going to play a little bit dumb. And... <laughs> you showed your hand there. Yep. Uh, I did that for the listening audience. Well, and so part of that... Do you want me to give you yeah. any of my response? Yeah. Or should yeah, I wait? Give me a response. That's good. So, that's good. I like to give someone a lot of space to be who they are. So if you were going to take control, if you were going to order what you wanted, if I was going to order, I was looking for your lead with that. And that's why you say all the time, you like to give me enough rope to hang myself is what you usually say. I don't use that specifically for you. Okay. It's kind of a rule in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I like to see how someone's natural tendencies are going to be. Which you're not seeing anyone's natural tendencies when they're fresh like I was at this time. Well, I... And I knew that. I picked up on all of it. So I was giving you space to be who you were or figure out who that was or burnout, dumpster fire, whatever it may be. But because I know I have a big enough personality that I can fill a room. My personality fills a room. We were sitting outside. We were. So that's hard to fill. Outside is really big. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying. I gotcha. Knock it off. Knowing that I have a big personality, I like to give people space to be who they are. That's where that was. So yeah, no, we got one of every taco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is my simple solution to a bigger problem. That was great. Yeah, and we had, obviously, we had fun. There was a lot of laughs. I was there. Well, I mean, I carried most of it. Uh I did most of the heavy lifting. Oh, God. (laughs) 
agree to disagree. All right. So tell me about the rest of this fantastic first date. Um, well, this wasn't a date. This was a meetup. This was a meetup. It was, was a, a meetup. Meet yeah. And you had already had. I had a hard out for my time. You you did because you definitely, because you had a Holly's set, Memorial walk. Yeah. I had set an expectation for timing. Which is fine. Which is a good thing to do. And that's why I knew it was a meet. He was offering for drinks and tacos. So who's going to say no? Yeah. Cha-ching. Mm-hmm. But we shared them. It wasn't like we both got our own. I right. didn't buy the most expensive thing on the menu. It wasn't like I when, got top shelf or anything. Right. I was right. respectful. No. And it was nice. And that was it. That was kind of it. That's I think I walked it. with you back to your car. Yep. Yeah. And that was it. And I had my like function. It was for my best friend's memorial. Yeah. Uh, that we would always meet and walk at a park. Yeah. That was the first meet. And I did say I would like to see you again. Yeah. I did. Which then ended up being later that day. Yep. Afterwards. Yep. No. And he showed me his feet. <laughs> like that wasn't the way he got me to go on this second date, by the way. He didn't like, hey, here's my feet. It's a big deal. Look at my toe cleavage. That's disgusting. That's a thing. That's a disgusting Women thing. show their toe cleavage Weird. in shoes. It's a whatever. You don't have. That's gross. I think it isn't. feet are gross. That's why I keep mine covered up. That's why it was so funny. Feet are gross. I hate my feet. Whatever. You don't even think you said you hate, hated your feet. But there was feet are gross. Whatever. Yeah. Something about his feet. And he had shoes and socks on. No, I did not. I had slip-ons. I don't know. You had shoes and socks. I on. have the shoes right there that would. They're slip-ons. I don't know. They're oh. slip-ons for sure. Pretty sure you had socks on. No, it was hot. I would never. I don't wear socks in the summertime. Okay, so that's a lie. Clearly, let's move on from that. He had. How about you recount this? Short of the shoes, this is funny. Am I allowed to have representation? <laughs> well, it's possible we remember it differently. <laughs> This was a while ago. This was almost two years ago. Yeah, it was almost two years ago. Yeah. Been on a couple of dates since then. A couple of dates <laughs> A couple since of then. first dates. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than two. Right. Don't anyone take that the wrong way. It's just <laughs> Now it sounds like the other way. I've had a couple of dates since then, too. More than me. On that date. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just because I can doesn't mean I do. <laughs> So on this fantastic first date that you're going to have, <laughs> tell me what happened. I don't remember. You remember. I don't remember after this. I remember talking and I remember I remember being on a rooftop patio bar. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a lot of fun and having a couple of drinks. And I, honestly, I don't remember much besides that. I may have been roofied. No. Okay. No, we just had a couple of drinks. I don't really remember anything standing out after that. Is there something that should? No, what was really funny to me, because I think things are funny, is that you had asked me to order the first round. Like, I got to pick the first round. Right. Okay. And I ordered dirty martinis. It's my favorite drink. Sure. And you were like, yeah, I'll have one of those too. That, okay, that's a pretty acquired taste if you haven't had a dirty martini before. Okay. And which I had, I'd had one before. Oh, but you hated it. I don't, I forgot there were olive juice in it. <laughs> and I get them dirty, like Tommy Lee dirty. 
okay. from Motley Crue. Right? Yeah, I knew who that was. Well, I'm just saying it for the kids at home. Okay. Then we were going to get another round of drinks. I mean, we'd been there for quite a while. Yes. This was, I thought, wow, this guy is really fresh. And. Wow. I, I could tell. That's not hard. And, I know, but we'd had the conversation before oh, that a little bit anyway. Yeah, and I think there's, one, there's a line of questioning now that I know that women use. And now I understand where it was going. Back then, I didn't know. I didn't know that because I was so fresh, that's a red flag. Right. I thought people would just like me. Right. I didn't realize it had to come with, like, qualifications and a level of education, such as, you know, this much about the wild, you're this experienced, and you're this far no, away I removed. No, I was just aware of where you were at, and you... Had no clue where I was at. Because no, you was... had no clue where you were at, but you needed to, like, enjoy the moment. You needed yeah. a distraction from your life. Absolutely. So, and I it was, was fun. Break, I was breaking under the pressure at that point. I was starting to. Yeah. I so, remember I wasn't sleep, sleeping or eating. You weren't so. sleeping or eating, but then you were, you had, at least you had tacos. I did. Yeah, I had tacos. So we'd gone up to the bar for another round of drinks, and there was a, like, slushy machine for mojitos. It was Huckleberry oh, Mojitos. About that. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked like a kid outside a candy store. Like a they fat kid sounds, loves cake. It just sounded so good. He's like, well, what do you want to get next? And I thought, well, <laughs> getting the Huckleberry Mojitos. Those things were like 16 bucks a pop, too. Pretty sure. Yeah, worth it. It was so worth it because that's when I got you to take off your shoes. Anyway, <laughs> or whatever. I don't really remember, but that sounds funny. Yeah. And, but I could just tell that you needed that distraction. And I thought, okay, that's fine. And at this point, I had gone through my first breakup after my divorce. Like I'd had that one year relationship that was so intense, was so much that I hadn't prepared for that being back out in the wild, I felt like I had a different appreciation for it. And I remember this, you got to remember, I didn't think that going through a breakup like that, how could be a big deal? Right. Like, I mean, it's no divorce. Well, you don't understand the perspective that you you gain from that you don't understand what you're going to learn i learned almost as much through that breakup in that relationship as i did through a 13-year marriage and then i had a six-month relationship and that i think i learned almost as much from that mm -hmm. relationship as i did in 13 years it's just because of what you've experienced like learned about yourself what's learn about we're myself gonna unpack that a little bit what I learned about myself, what I learned about being in a relationship, mm -hmm. where I learned about feelings, when I learned I could have them again, because I didn't think I ever could. You learn the pain that you can cause other people too. Yeah. Your actual influence on others. Yeah. Because you're so hurt, you're thinking you're the only one who's hurt. Right. Or the only one that could be hurt. The only one that could be hurt. Because all those people that are farther along in the process, they can't be hurt. They're untouchable. Right. And further along in the process, maybe they've just been out in the wild longer or yeah. whatever. No definition there. Yeah. So I was a little more aware of the situation that we were in. That I was in. That you and I oh, okay. went on that first date after our meeting. Okay. I was trying to give you a lot of space because I could tell you were hurting. I could tell you were new. And I could tell you weren't a bad person. I could tell this wasn't intentional. Right. 
I mean, the oblivion that is being in the wild, fresh, the sure. greenhorn. Sure. Like you should have been tagged. Well, I think it was stamped <laughs> on my forehead. I know. Should have been. It wears off like 12 to 18 months later. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all bad. I mean, no. it was a fun, it was, a, I mean, you agreed when I asked you to go to that concert that you definitely went to that concert. Yeah. Those were hell of a good seats too. So they weren't even seats. No, but we were right up there. We were right up there. That was fun. It was a blast, but that was taking it for the moment that it was. Right. And I kind of knew you needed practice dating. And you just volunteered. It kind of did. It was like, oh yeah, these are going to be great dates. Perfect. And I'll take one for the team. It's fun. <laughs> the team of women. Well, and it was almost to that exception, like maybe there is something here. <laughs> of course. No. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really bad. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was appropriate for the time. <laughs> yeah, it really was appropriate for the time. That wasn't extra emphatic or anything like that. Yeah. It was good timing and everything. You're you right. nailed it. Thanks. So, no, that's... It's it's one of those things that, yeah, timing has a lot to do with it. And there's, I think now that I've been through it, I actually went, I was, I went on a few dates with a woman and she was really recently out of her divorce and she made one comment and I said, I remember just being like, oh, wow, yeah, you're not, you're not the exception. You got a long ways to go is what I thought to myself. Well, I remember you talking about Maybe one or two. Yeah. I remember you're like, oh, wow, I was actually in the position of being out in the yeah. wild longer than someone else. It, like she had literally, it'd been like this was January and her and her ex had split in maybe November, October, something Ew. like that. Yeah. So we're talking about really fresh, really recent. She had like baby deer legs. And, and she, at one point, I remember catching up with her the next day day after we'd went out or whatever and she just said she looked at me and said you're friend zoning me aren't you i was like that's what you need right now you just need a friend you can't handle anything more and that's okay and you got to be okay with it yeah but you caught her with the f word <laughs> she I, I don't think that she realized that a man could friend zone a woman mm-hmm. and it's possible to do Mm-hmm. you heard it here first it is possible to do. And it's been done. Well, clearly, we heard you. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's, they're all great learning experiences. And I hope if you're in this spot, you find somebody to be that friend, too. Well, it's that guide, your guide into the wild. Right. Laura's, Laura has been mine. Yeah. <laughs> I have some guides that I'm extremely appreciative for. I had no idea what to do, what not to do, what anything I was so guarded yeah when I was first out I think anybody really is you have this you know heart that's been what you feel like it's been stomped on yeah you're just I've said it before like an infant with a machine gun I it's funny I had it written down as like the Laura hotline because I remember because we remained in touch and so I would call when something would happen with my ex mm-hmm. like they're at a new stage they're dating now or this happened with the kids or something. I would hit another level, the level that I thought this is going to be soul crushing. And I would talk to you about it and you realize somebody else has gone through it and it's encouraging and you know that you can make it, but you just understand too, this is going to hurt. Yeah. 
It's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. Well, and so what were some of the things that you were looking for from me in those places? Validation that it hurt. Mm-hmm. That it was painful. That, that it was real. Yeah. This is this is a thing. So you find out they get a that she got a boyfriend. Or your kids are meeting your ex-spouse's new boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. They're a big part of their life. Yeah. You start hitting all these little steps along the way... And it just feels harder and heavier and tougher at times. Sometimes it feels lighter. It depends on what it is and 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 how it was presented to you. Presentation happens to be everything. It does, but that's where you almost have to have that thick skin when you're presented with the unknown information. Like right. let it sink in, give it a minute, give it that time for you to feel whatever feelings are going to pop up. Because yeah. sometimes you don't realize that a, a date, uh, and I mean like date on the calendar, if a anniversary pops up, even if it's one that you didn't necessarily want to celebrate or that it was a good one. Right. I've had days where I have just felt shattered. The memories come in. It's a mental health day. Like I need to check out, yeah. do my work, become super logical with that, and then let myself just let her rip. Like yeah. I need to cry and be okay with it. Sure. So, and not that just the cry makes it better, but being able to let all those feelings out with it. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad I could give that to you. I mean, yes, yeah, Laura hotline. <laughs> the Laura hotline. Did you have me saved in your phone as the Laura hotline? No, but that's why I had it written down <laughs> in my notes for this for this episode. Oh, that's pretty great. Yeah, I I've had close friends like that, but. Um, I can't ever say that one person was like my hotline. That's are you more my only hotline? Whatever, mm -mm, I'm feeling super. Now you want to take take it back? Don't take this from me. (laughs) 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 Well, it's also having someone who maybe isn't in your inner circle all the time, like gut checking it. It's the way you don't have your spouse to gut check. Now you have this circle of trust. But there's also a time, especially when. Like if for me to go through one of my divorce buddies and bounce it off of them, they know me so well. Sometimes that can taint how they respond to it. Yeah. And I know that women do it the same way. Yes. So now I can tell them, oh, this happened with my ex-wife. And they can be like, oh, no, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Or sometimes they're good and they'll say, you know, what? you got to let that one go, man. Yeah. You just got to move on. But there comes the times when you get too much agreement almost. It's like, I'm going, this happened, what do I do? And you get this feedback of, yes, that's painful. And a little bit more, it was, it was because it was, it was, there was more honesty and there was more truth. Yeah. Because you're not vested in how does that work out one way or another? How does that work out? Just like this is what's best in this, typically in this, this circumstance. Yeah. Like back off. You got to be, or you just got to be okay with it. You just got to accept it. Well, and there's times where you feel like you have to be a bigger person and it's not being a bigger person than the other person, like than your ex, but then of yourself, of the way that you really want to act. That's good. Yeah. You have to actually set aside your emotions and be the bigger person, whether it's for your kids or for your future self. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good spot to kind of bring a wrap on. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. 
and for staying with us through episode four and our new mics. Yep, we'd like to see you again sometime. We would. (laughs) Until next time. Thanks so much. This is Welcome to the Wild with Laura Branning. And Nate Gant.